This is a podcast from Seven Vineyard. Okay, we're going to make a start, and just before I hand over to Caleb, let's pray for him together. Um, some of you will know Caleb. He's an intern here at Seven and has a focus on kids and youth. My kids think he is amazing. Um, he also does a lot in the background, so you'll see him each week. He brings down the boxes and helps you know these these services happen each week, um, and is involved in a lot of other things too. So. It's fantastic to have you around, Caleb, and let me just pray for you, um, and Thank then you. you can dive in and share whatever you feel is on God's heart for us today. Lord, I thank you for Caleb, and I thank you that you've been speaking to him as he prepares for today, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you would bring together those thoughts and uh, place your Holy Spirit upon him and work through him, and I pray you'd open our ears to hear what you're saying through him today. I pray you fill him with joy and peace uh, as he shares this and in his week ahead as well. Bless him, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was so encouraging. Um, Hey, my name's Caleb, as Dan said, and I get the privilege of being part of the staff team here um, working with the youth. And this morning, it is my job um, to... Well, it's my hope that you would see... um, actually how you are caught up in the story that God is writing here in our community, in our city, in our nation and in our world, that you are attached to something so much bigger. And to help us do that, we are just going to do a short reflection on 2 Corinthians 5. Um, I'm just going to read one verse now and then a couple in a bit later. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. This phrase, in Christ, it appears over 150 times in the New Testament. It's saying that in a spiritual way, those that are following Jesus, their identity, even their sense of being, is now wrapped up in the person of Jesus. One way of understanding this um, is what happens to Jesus, spiritually speaking, not literally, now happens to and within us. And so where Jesus dies on a cross to atone for our sins, spiritually speaking, we now die with, the, with Jesus, our sin and our shame. Um, let me say that again. For those who love to take notes, we are called to live, acknowledging in full acceptance that our sin and our shame are dead. Our disconnection has been put to death in Jesus. And in the same way as he rises from the grave, we rise with him into this new life, this new life of hope and purpose and peace and power, all in Jesus. And that's amazing. But because God is good, he's so good, there's more. And that would have been enough if it was just that you die and then you rise again, spiritually speaking, into this new life with Jesus. That would have been good enough. But because God is so good, He's given us so much more. We don't just rise into this new life, into this new life in Jesus, and then just endure it. We don't just hold on until this future where everything is going to be okay. No, Paul says this, the new creation is here. It's not that the new creation is coming. It's not that the new creation is something that we have to hold on to and hope out for, but the new creation is here. And so, as you live out your acceptance of Jesus, something so much greater than just rising to a new life happens. You and I are given a commission. 
You're given a purpose, a calling, a sense of worth, partnering with God. And your mission is to partner with God in his mission to make all things new, to proclaim his kingdom come in your life and the world around you and beyond. And so that's why if we continue reading in verse 19 and 20, we read this that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And then this next line is just, there's these kind of lines that seem a little bit more, a bit crazy. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal to the world through you. Um, when I was about four, I remember encountering Jesus for the first time. Um, there should be a lovely, ah, oh, there's me. That's me aged four, look at that. What a gorgeous chap. Uh, well, thanks. Um, our first day of school, what a grin, if we could just leave that one up there. See that, that is the look of a child who is going to enter their day with reckless abandon. And somewhere nearby, there is a lovely, newly qualified teacher who has some kind of hopeful glee. Um, she's looking into her day, and she's, she's thinking, oh, this is going to be amazing. And she has no idea what's coming her way. <laughs> that, that little terror is coming to terrorise her life on a daily basis for the next year. And that I did. It was a wonderful day, um, this one in particular. I was a pleasure, no doubt. And at the end of a day, just like that, um, actually it was bedtime. Well, it was well beyond bedtime. As many of you with children will know, um, I pulled out all the stops in staying up. I pulled my cutest smile. We'd gotten to watch an extra episode of uh, whatever TV show we were watching, some old, probably Dukes of Hazard banger. Um, and I'd stalled, and I was hoping that mum or dad wouldn't notice the time. But finally, I went back up to bed. Um, my last trick was we would pray. It was Dad's turn to tuck us in. Um, we were giving thanks for the day, but just before he came in, I heard this voice speak to me. This voice spoke right into my head and my heart, and it said, Caleb, I love you. You are so very precious to me. And then he said this, I want to use you to help build my kingdom. First, come and follow me. I made a commitment to follow Jesus, and my life really began in that moment. Uh, Dad came up, we did our prayers, and I, I sheepishly told him what I'd just committed in my heart, um, and he was very excited. I jumped down from my bunk bed, probably a bit too aggressively, and ran downstairs to tell Mum. My parents scooped me up and spammed me around in that very spot, um, and they were excited they were overjoyed because they had heard that same voice in their hearts when they were little. I want to use you to help build my kingdom, but first you have to follow me. I want to use you to help build my kingdom. First, come and follow me. Fundamentally, this is the call of God on your life, to follow Jesus and to work with him in the building of his kingdom where you are through who you are. And this is how Paul describes our commissioning. We are Christ's ambassadors, as though God was making his appeal to the world through people like you and people like me. 
Let's just, let's just take a look at that for a second. The word ambassador. What is, what do they do? Well, an ambassador, they represent a nation or a team or a company, and they go into new situations on behalf of that team. And they represent and they advocate for and they celebrate all the good things that their team and their company and their culture have. They bring the values and the DNA of that team into the new environment that they have been sent. And this is exactly the same as how it works with our commissioning. To be an ambassador for the kingdom of God is to carry the peace and the presence, the values, the likeness, the DNA, the essence of what it would be to follow Jesus and to partner with God, to usher that into the world around us, bringing his goodness, his life, and his light. One really good image that I kind of think, when I think about the kingdom of God, I find it helpful to um, think of a puzzle. Now, if I just imagine that I'd, um, imagine for a moment that I've gone and bought myself a thousand-piece puzzle of Bristol, just, just for the sake of an analogy, which, um, if you can't see, is exactly what I've done at the back or online. Um, I think... That's, that's, there we go. Um, <laughs> I think about the kingdom of God like this. Jesus, his life is the full picture. The Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the wonderful, mighty Counselor. He's the full picture. Everything about him... His revealed nature, what God is like, is this full picture. This picture of our city, again, upside down, just like the upside down kingdom of heaven. Um, <laughs> everything about him is revealed and his expression, his rule and reign is shown out as people live empowered by him, living empowered by the spirit of God. That is where his kingdom starts to get established. But we are not God. I, some of you that may come as a shock to, but we are not the kings of this particular kingdom. We are not the kings of Bristol. And so we can only see in part, we don't get to see the full picture that God has. God has the full picture. He is the one who is working all things together for the good of those who love him. But we just get to see one or two of these little pieces. It's crazy for me to think about that line, um, as though God were making this appeal through us. It's crazy that God has chosen primarily to reveal this picture, this one here, to the world the picture of who Jesus is, what he's like, what it's like to follow him. He's chosen to establish his kingdom primarily through his church. That's people like you and people like me, the misfits, the insecure, the easily bruised, the easily angered, the proud and the timid, hopeful, the anxious, the broken, the limping, people like you and me. That is who God has chosen to reveal his reconciling love to the world. This is what we're an ambassador for. And so as you follow the way of Jesus, he commissions you. And he says, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to show you the full picture, but I'm going to give you a little piece. You're going to see a little piece of this bigger picture, a bit like a puzzle. And because God loves you and he cares for you, and more than that, he actually believes in you far more than you ever could believe in yourself. He says, I want to work on that little patch that you have where you are. I want to work 
with you, through you, through your environment, through your skills, through your passions, your dreams, your desires, deep down what gets you going, through the things you've been trained in and also the things you haven't. He says, I want to work with you to bring about my kingdom come in this little section of Bristol as it is in heaven. God is calling us, he's calling you to become an ambassador to the world as though God were making his appeal through you as a signpost to his kingdom. And uh, let me be clear. I know my particular calling for this, this part of my life is into church ministry. Um, sometimes we would call that full-time or part-time ministry. But actually, I think all of us fundamentally are in full-time ministry because we are called to be full-time ambassadors for the things of the kingdom. That's whether you're a student, you're at school, you're a business owner, uh, whether you're a physio or a single mum, a teacher or a nurse. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, Jesus is calling you in this moment to be an ambassador for his kingdom, making all things new. And these ambassadors, they're all li already living amongst us. As I look around our community and our church, I think of people who are just picking up their piece in their community and plugging away at the things of God for the kingdom of heaven. I look and I see Dan, the chief executive of a charity that's supporting and bringing communities together from broken parts of the world, or people who have completely different faiths. I look and I see Rebecca, who works as a nurse and gets to come alongside people and strengthen them with her faith and theirs in times when potentially they're actually at their weakest. Um, we have Joe doing research and discovering what beauty God has in nature and the world to make our lives better. Um, or even, even in other jobs, like Rick works as, as a pension, pension actuary, and he's showing the people around him that actually striving for success permanently isn't necessarily what all there is to life, that there's more to life. Many individuals many couples, many families, are holding their piece of the puzzle, plugging away. And the other group I think about, they are the people who simply do not like what they do, the people who just go to work and churn it out day after day. But what they're not doing is feeling like they're living wasted time. Instead, they are praying for their colleagues, they're praying for their customers, they are living and leading and working with integrity, being a signpost to something that is beyond them, showing care and compassion, bringing dignity to those around them. God is commissioning you. God has and will continue to commission you through your passions, your dreams, your skills, the opportunities that present themselves to you, all to bring the kingdom values, his DNA, the likeness of God, into the world around you. Because there is a city that is hungry right outside there. They're confused. There's a city that's hungry for the truth and real beauty. But there's also a city that's hurting and confused, a city that's physically hungry this spring. And there's a city that's longing for connection beyond what they have. See, it's the work of us as ambassadors to point the way to the one that can solve all of these problems and actually connect them to life in all its fullness. Now, here's the best part, I think, for me, is that we get to carry these pieces as part of God's family. You see, the Christian life is not just an individualistic 
pursuit of spirituality. And so many people press in and they try and pursue perfection, whatever that looks like. But becoming a Christian is an invitation into a life of God to come and live within you, as we know. But God is intrinsically communal. What I mean, God is three in one. He's always been and always will be in community. And when we invite God in, we invite that community. We're connected to God and he connects us to others. And this is why the church really matters. The bunch of misfits, the insecure, the outsiders, against the odds, actually they come together as they follow the way of Jesus to make something so much bigger and so much more beautiful and so much more powerful than we could imagine on our own. You see, I need you and you need me. We need each other. And more than that, this city needs us. It needs Jesus through us. They need us to be connected because without our connection, they only see a tiny fragment of what the kingdom of God is like. But when we're connected, living in a loving relationship, living with a deep sense of compassion and care for one another, you start to see the bigger picture. You start to see some of the pieces as they get joined together and together and together. And the glory and beauty of God is revealed in your life. You see that your life, is ma- your life matters because it's not just about your life. It's meant for so much more than that. See, our church, as we meet here in the fire station, this church matters not just because we're here in this little patch of Bristol, but because we're meant for so much more than simply being a little community. It's a signpost to the kingdom of God, where God is making all things new. Um, as I just come in to land, if you're sitting there thinking, oh gosh, I don't even know what any of that looks like. I don't know where I could start. I don't even have a big job or a small job, but just doing it for God, like imagining that is too much. And what I want to say to you is don't count yourself out. In fact, unfortunately for you, you've already been called in, you may feel. See, this isn't something that you can get out of as you follow the way of Jesus. And so this puzzle that God is piecing together, piece by piece, he's going to do it. He's the one in charge. This is God's kingdom, not mine, not yours, but God's kingdom that he is moving in. And he has graciously and generously invited you. And so... How are we going to do that? How do we work out what is it that is my piece? What is it the thing that I'm called into? What's my purpose, ultimately, for the next stage of my life or where I'm at right now? Well, let me ask you this. Right now, what's in your hands? What are the things that you possess? What are the passions that you have or the opportunities that you have? What are the skills and the training that you're going through? See, it's my hunch, I believe, that God will use those things to bring about his kingdom's purposes. Um, By uh, way of extending that lovely metaphor and analogy, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to give each of you a piece of this particular puzzle. Um, There should be some buckets of puzzle pieces coming around if you just take one and pass it on. I'm kind of also hoping for some kind of prophetic insight, although these could also just be patches where, where you're called to pray for, but maybe there yeah, some prophetic insight into what God has been working through you for. Um, 
maybe, who knows, maybe it's where the place you work or where your hobbies are, where you do sport. Maybe it's, uh, yeah, it's a friend's house or the boy that you fancy or I don't know, something like that. We'll spice it up, we'll see. Um, and as you look and take these, let me get you to consider a few questions. And for some of you, maybe most of you, you've been journeying with Jesus for quite a while. Actually, you think you're fairly confident about what your part is and how God is working in and through you. But it might be that this morning, God is prompting you into something, maybe revealing your part in a business or your relationships, your opportunities that you have. And I know for some of you, that won't be the case. You're, you're studying or you're, you're at uni or young adult or you're, you've got a career change, um, particularly in professional life. I want you to hold your piece of the puzzle. Mine's got a, uh, a princess on it because I nicked it from my host family. <laughs> She's five. Um, but I would love you to hold your piece of the puzzle and consider some of these questions that are coming up at the screen as we finish. We're going to look at these slightly prayerfully. You may want to ask yourself some of these questions. Like, what are the things that you care about? Like anything, God-given things that you care about. What are you good at? What are the opportunities around you at the moment? What's at hand? What do you have to offer? Is there a particular thing that you feel like, actually, I'm quite good at that. I could maybe use that professionally, maybe as a hobby. Or maybe there's a dream that's planted deep down within you. It's something that you think, this isn't right in the world and this needs fixing. Is there an injustice? Or is there pain, something that's missing or broken? You see it and you just think, actually, maybe, gosh, there must be a solution to that. There must be a better way of doing that deep down, just discontent within you that ultimately and most importantly answers this last question. What is it that the Spirit of God is doing around you? Where is the Spirit at work in your life? Where is the Spirit of God moving? What are you noticing? For you have been given the Spirit of God to guide and to lead you. The old is gone, the new is here. You are filled with the Spirit as you are commissioned into this life that you're an ambassador for, His kingdom. This is your commissioning. And this is also the vision of our church. As you follow the way of Jesus, we are called, everyone gets to play in partnering with God as He brings His reconciling and redeeming renewing love to the world around you and beyond. Will you spend your life partnering with him in his mission? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. Let's just stay still for a few moments more. Um, my sense that God is want, wanting us just to be able to relax into that and into what Caleb has shared, that it doesn't come with any sense of pressure uh, that we need to be released just to 
rest and relax into the role of ambassador that he offers us, that he invites us into, and that it comes as an invitation rather than as, as a pressure. So we thank you for that, Father God. We thank you for your words to us. Thank you for the, uh, the vision and the hope that they give to our lives, the sense of purpose. And we just commit ourselves to you once again and, and give our lives to you. And with anticipation and hope, uh, we, we say yes to the piece of the puzzle, to the role that you would give each one of us. Amen.